In a far-off land, a radio show will commence. It's called Your Pet Matters, and tuning in would just make sense. Every Saturday at 10 a.m., relax and unwind. And listen to Dr. T, who has pet advice designed for you and for you alone. Free advice just for helping to keep your furry friend happy and healthy. Tune in to Your Pet Matters, a show underwritten by Progressive Veterinary Care with quality you can't deny. Only on 1077 The Bronx. Welcome to Your Pet Matters, COVID edition number 25. Uh, recording from home today, Pet Nation, so stuff going on. You'll probably hear some bangs and clings, maybe voices in the background, but what can you do? It's COVID. I want to start the program talking just about teams, the concept of teams, and how my understanding of teams have developed over the years from something that was, dare I say it, old school to something that is much more beneficial to people, their lives, and the business itself. And to understand this whole concept, I think we just have to talk about business in general and the simple fact that even though I run a veterinarian hospital, it is a business. It's a business, it's a service business designed to provide medical services to pets. And the general concept I want to talk about is that this is what we call an infinite game as what any business should really be looked at. And the businesses that struggle are typical those that look at it as a finite game. So, for example, a finite game is a typical football, hockey, basketball game where there's a finite set of time, even though it can go into overtime. There's a set number of players, and then there is a definitive end. As business should be looked at as no definitive end, that the players can change, that it's just continued, continued, that there is no definitive time step. There's only ahead and behind. And when you start to look at a business that way, and it it brings the whole concept of long-term thinking rather than short-term thinking. And if you look at the way business has been run and how the ones that are struggling to have failure is they're looking at it as a finite mindset. So the whole concept of taking an infinite mindset, I think is huge and key there. And if you ever want to look more into that, uh, follow this dude called Simon Sinek. The guy's amazing. Um, His whole concepts are absolutely amazing. They've really helped me as a business owner. So how does that apply to team? Well, in the past, and frankly, I'm one of those people that you always look at as a team as everyone is. Repl- I can't tell you how many times uh, previous business owners have talked to me about every team member is replaceable. And I understand that concept because if you look at my business, the the person that has to remain with that business, good or bad, whether I want to or not, is actually me. It, it's I'm with that business till I sell it or I die. <laughs> but it's one of those concepts that you have to think about. And so you do have to think that everyone, you know, things can change. Life is changed. Things can change. People come and go. It's it's one of those things. But to assume that it's easy to replace a key member is wrong. And that's a mindset that has to change. And I think that that is one of the most important mindsets that has to change. It, yes, they may leave. They may leave. But But our role as a business owner is to help develop them give them the potential to leave, i.e. the skill sets, the personality, anything, but then make sure they don't. And so I think that that's what what 
will define having a good team. And the reason why I'm saying this is that if you saw my post about the, how things have changed during COVID, I, one of the big things is I actually changed team numbers. I'm running on twice as many people as I did, and I have less doctors there prior to COVID. So it's an interesting concept. But I think team, to me, is going to be different to different people, but this is my this is my concept of team. And so I look at team in, in several aspects of it. I, I, I think about trust. I think that it's 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 a it's a everyone is involved. I think we have to provide avenues for them to grow, and we have to make an environment that's fun, that develops trust, that develops growth, and has joy. And the other thing that will help your team, and for the short term you may think it's tough, is that the whole concept of that leaders eat last, so business owners eat last, that everything has to be taken care of, especially the team, prior to everything else. And so, you know, we could delve into the negative aspects of things where I get a lot of business owners go, well, team leaves, you know, I, I do pay them well. You know, I give them all this stuff and everything. But if you look at how we in the veterinary profession, our expectations for team members, it's amazingly rough. We expect them to work 14, 16 hours a day. We expect them to take all that crap that, you know, whether the, the client is being difficult and you're going to get a lot of that more during COVID, um, we expect things from them. And so I think that that has to be looked at as how can we protect our team? Because quite frankly, the team is the one going to build your business, drive you forward. I couldn't do anything without the team. You know, there's, there's a mindset that, well, nothing can happen without a doctor there. You know what? Do you know how much happens without a doctor there? Um, do you know how much happens without that doctor being involved? It's amazing. And for those of you doctors out there who are doing everything, you have to stop. You do. I call it cutting the umbilical cord. And part of that is trust. If you trust your team, you build a safety zone, a psychological safety zone that allows them to feel comfortable to say things like, hey, doc, I messed up. I made a mistake here. Hey, doc, you know what? I love being here, but there's stuff going on at home that is really affecting how I perform here. What can I do? So that part of trust is trust your team. I mean, we as business owners, I hear everything that goes on in my team's life. Everything. And I joke to them. I said, I'll be sitting in my office writing notes and I hear stuff. I just start chuckling because a lot of it's funny. But, you know, I think it's important to stay in tune with that team and to develop that sign of trust. And I verbalize it. I say, I trust you guys. Do this, do that. And the nonverbal trust is enabling to them to do what they were trained to do. So I tell new team members, I say, listen, my role as a veterinarian is to do three things. Is to diagnose disease to prescribe medications, and to perform surgery. Anything in between there, that is what I hope you can enjoy doing. And I find that the team members that are, are enabled and trusted to do the things. Like, for example, if I come into surgery tomorrow, I'm going to say, okay, guys, they'll, they'll ask me what pre-meds do I want to use. And the beauty of it is they know my protocol. And it's funny because we're, we're, we're experimenting with different protocol. And so I have some key team members that have lots of experience, and they say, well, do you want to try this? And I'll say, sure. 
And so I think that that creates a really trusting environment that they're going, not only do they feel trusted that I'm going to, you know, they're going to calculate drugs and stuff. They double check themselves. And so I'm confident there, but they have that trust for me that they can actually, hey, can I bring this concept of a different anesthetic protocol in that we can, we'll discuss it as a team and we'll come up with a, a general consensus, but yeah. And it, it was good. And to me, the biggest thing that happened last week was was something that happens to many, many individuals. You know, you, you do your physical exam for surgery. You're, everything's going great, and you give a pre-med. And then you go, and so, so the concept of, um, for those of you who don't know, so we give a pre-med for surgery to uh, help for pain, decrease the amount of anesthesia you have to do. And then there's a part called induction where we actually are injecting a, a medication to get to the to a anesthetic plane so we can get um, inhaling anesthetic going. And we had this little dog. Uh, she crashed. She literally crashed. And so we, we had to stop anesthesia at the point. And it took about a good hour just making sure everything's okay. But I had the trust in the team that, that their protocols, you know, I'm, I'm in the room. I'm sitting there and watching them do stuff that they did everything properly. Their calculations were correct. It's just one of those scenarios that happened. The good news is Stella's doing great. But we couldn't do the surgery. It was a routine routine span, a puppy. These are routine surgeries. So um, everything went really well that way. And I think that um, if I didn't have the trust in the team, if they didn't feel trusted, I think things could have gone bad. And I made, I made a point of saying to them, you know what, guys? I'm really happy it's you guys here. Like many of you out there, I had team members that I would be deathly concerned about if they were to do things or be involved in stuff um but this team is just amazing and i i told them that i said i am i am so glad you guys are here because i think there's there's potential that things could have gone really bad so trust trust is huge we'll take a short break come back and continue our discussion right here in your pet matters 1077 1077 brock.com hear ye hear ye Your Pet Matters is back to answer your pet queries. Come get free pet advice from our friend, Dr. T, only on 1077 The Bronx. Welcome back to Your Pet Matters. It's your host here, Michael Dr. T. Tequila, coming to you every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. right here on The Bronx, 107.7 on the FM. WRRC1 app for both Android and iPhone will allow you to listen anytime, anywhere, and we save everything digitally. There's archives that you can listen to. So it's not only this program, it's other great educational programs right here on the Bronx. So stay tuned and listen in. Um, We've been talking about team, and I spent some time talking about how trust. Trust is incredibly valuable, I think, in developing team. Um, I think it's important to create what we call psychological safety zone for them, and I think that's very important. And it's tough. I mean... I've been doing this long enough that I, I understand that some of you are a little bitter, a little burned out. We've, we've all had team members that have not been what they said they were, that things happen in life and the, their actions that they take are very selfish and it affects not only other team members but the business. And I understand that you get that level, but you always have to trust because if you can't trust, if you can't develop a, a, a environment of trust you're going to have some issues um so that takes me to my next point i think that there is no i in team team is everyone everyone and so the best analogy you'll see out there is why is it that 
the Navy SEALs are one of the most successful organizations in the world. And, and there's many, many stories. You'll see this heroic acts of these guys doing stuff. And, and now women, but these guys doing stuff that would be just blown away. Why did you do that? And their, their answer always is that because that other person would have done it for me. My teammate would have done it for me. And if you can develop a, an environment where you're having people that are incredibly willing to do things for others, to to take, <laughs> we, we joke in our team, I always go, okay, who wants to take one for the team? <laughs> We're dealing with a, a client that is incredibly difficult to deal with. We'll go, okay, who wants to take one for the team? Usually it's me. I mean, you know, the, the, the adage is that, you know, poop rose uphill, man. It's it, the last person to have to deal with anything is the owner of the practice. And uh, I'm fortunate that I've got a great team that can buffer so much for me. But, but yeah, it's one of those things. But you, you want to create an environment where someone is willing to do something for us, to sacrifice, to help, to whether it's time, effort, whatever it is that will do something for someone else. Because... You know, we're a service industry. We're a medical service industry, but it's service to others will definitely create a phenomenal environment. Um, the other thing I wanted to touch upon is, and it's it's something that I think is is prevalent among us. I I, I hear a lot of things. Um, if if you were to analyze the way my business runs, I think uh, my pay scale for employees is incredibly high for the. I always weigh it too. So here's the gross of the practice, and here's the here's the pay scale for employees. But I think that it's it's important. You have to pay them well, and everyone has a different version of what well paid is. But some of these things coming out, some of these some of these costs that I see these payroll things, it's phenomenally not right. Um, pay them well, pay them well. Um, you pay them well. You it, it it gives you more opportunity to to get people that are coming in that are a higher caliber, um, you'd be amazed. And, and that just creates a, a wonderful environment as well. Um, the other thing is, is treating them fairly. Um, I think it's, it's important that everyone gets a fair shake at everything. Uh, I think one of the things about developing a good team is opportunities to grow. So opportunities to grow are... are I always tell team members, I say, listen, I, my role here is to develop you because you're not going to want to end up doing the same thing. Um, we want to take your job description and we want to develop into something more. And the opportunities that we have to provide them is for the first, the, the first and key thing is, is continuing education. So send them, take them, have them come with you to conferences. It's incredibly important. I, you know, before COVID, I would shut down the clinic so we could all go to New York Vet. Um, I think it's important to take them. I've taken team members down to North America, which is now VMX. Taking team members down to VMX, I think it's incredibly important to do that stuff because if they can see what we get to see um, from, they're going to learn and develop and grow. And I think it's huge, 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 huge. And train them well. If there's a niche that they find themselves incredibly drawn to, build on it. If they're coming on board and they want to do things, like um, right now we're trying to develop a physiotherapy because I have a team member who's so huge into physiotherapy that my role and my obligation 
is to develop that for her so that she can then help my business grow. It's, it's, it's always a win-win situation. And then getting back to what I talked about in the first segment is I'm going to develop her to the point where she's going to be capable of doing this and she's going to have opportunities to go elsewhere. But it's my role as a good employer to have her not want to go. And we talk about people in my age category, been owning as long as I have, being completely burnt out and stressed. Your stress will be diminished 10,000 fold if you've got a team that you trust that is trained and qualified and willing and able to do things for you that you, you your stress levels will go down to nana. It'll be, it'll be awesome. So um, it's really important to do that to do that and I think lastly one of the most important things that that um, I have struggled with in the past but are, are having a heck of a good time now and it's it's really bringing out the um, kid in me well honestly the kid never left in me and I know tons of people can verify that um, it's just have fun um, joke around uh we joke that I don't think we're ever going to be able to open up after COVID because there's so much fun stuff going on, so loud, so fun, that clients are going to hear it. And, you know, clients are going to get the wrong perception of things. Uh, but I think that having fun is huge. Huge, 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 huge. Um, I think it's, it's huge. Having fun in many aspects. I wish there was more social things we could do, but... Um, I've managed to do some in-house social things that I think are, are paying off big time in morale um, because having fun is, is huge. And last, I'll leave you with a couple pointers that I think that um, as leaders, it, it, it's always and always think about that. Be the leader that you would have wanted to have. I've worked for enough people. I've worked with enough people that you really get the side of what poor leadership is, poor ownership is. And you know, there's none of us out there who don't know what being a good leader, being a good owner is. We all know this. It's just act upon it. Be that leader. Um, and be humble. Be humble. I have learned the most on the job. I, I have a student here. I have a vet student here. And um, I say my role here is just a teacher to be ready for the real world. But there are things that I learned well after vet school as a practicing vet from team members, from skilled uh, technicians um, of how to do things or what approach to take that blew my mind and always allowed me to be open to change and new ideas. Even, even my vet student, she, she, throw, she throws these things at me. Wait, you ever tried doing this? Holy crap, that's a great idea. So I think you have to be humbled because they know, they know so much more than they're really willing to share. And if I create an environment of trust and openness, they are more prone to share stuff. I think it's important. I think that's these are huge, important things that um, will definitely help with team. And it creates a great environment. So I enjoy going to work. Um, I don't know how many of you can can say honestly say that out there. I enjoy going to work because I enjoy you know I enjoy working with the people that I work with that work for me. 
And I think that, yes, we have stressful moments. I kid you not. Um, Saturday was some stressful moments, but we have fun. Um, and my role is to provide, at the end of Saturday, we did some fun stuff. And I think that's my role is to make it so that they leave work tired um, because we can't control the volume of the business that's coming in right now, but they leave the work happy. Um, and and the, there's one thing, there's one, sorry, there's one final thing I want to say is that I think a lot of you are taking opportunity right now to, to make a maximum income because this is never in the history of veterinary medicine has business boomed so much, myself included. But I'm actually, I've curtailed my hours because I want it to be good for the long term for everyone. I don't want to make, I'm taking that infinite mindset. I don't want to make a crap load of money now um, and then deal with repercussions. I want to make it fun and happy um, while I do it and give them a happy life. I think that the team is not overworked. Um, the stress levels are completely manageable, which is phenomenal to say in veterinary medicine, and we have a good time. So that's my two cents on team. Let's take a short break and we'll come back for some more right here on Your Pet Matters. Stay tuned. Stay tuned to FM dot 107.7 or listen when you can at the app WRRC1. Every weekend, you'll find a project to get involved with. And sometimes, it'll include your scaly or furry partner in crime. From Your Pet Matters with Dr. T, it's time for Producer's Pet Project. Your go-to for pet news, recall alerts, adoption services, and overall helpful tips and tricks to keep your best friend happy and healthy. Producer's Pet Project is underwritten in part by Progressive Veterinary Care. Hello everyone and Happy New Year! I hope you're enjoying this episode of Your Pet Matters. I'm your producer Wavy Cannon and in light of the new year and all of our, you know, New Year's resolutions that we've already either didn't complete or failed or that we're going strong on, I would like to share with you, the pet owners at home, 10 New Year's resolutions for your for pet owners. Many of us create a short list of New Year's resolutions in January, promising to improve ourselves or pay it forward for others. Some of us, with the furry family members, have made such promises. Nationwide Pet Insurance asked its fans base to share their New Year's resolutions to their pets. And here's what they had to say. And I am reading a article by Nationwide at www.petinsurance.com at the Pet Health Zone. And the title is 10 New Year's Resolutions for Your Pets. Uh, number one is to walk dogs daily. We can all pack on pounds during the holiday season. Exercise is always more fun with a friend. So head outdoors with Fido and get your heart rate up. Exercise is very important for dogs. Being a dog owner myself, I've talked multiple times about the wonders of Shep. That was our German Shepherd back when I was in middle school however many years ago but it's very important that they get the exercise and it'd be fun because you'll be getting out getting some exercise too it benefits both the pet owner and the pet number two is to feed a healthier diet and treats to pets you should ask your veterinarian for food recommendations appropriate for your pet's species age breed and lifestyle feed the recommended amount and limit treats to small goodies in limited portions. Breaking up treats is as you need to. 
add in some healthy options such as bits of carrots, apples, and blueberries. Number three is to take care of your pet's teeth and gums. Schedule a comprehensive oral health assessment and treatment with your pet's veterinarian to ensure health, teeth, and gums. Ask your veterinarian to show you how to brush your pet's teeth as recommended to keep disease at bay. Enzymatic chews may also help your pet's teeth and gums health, healthy between veterinary cleanings. Number four is to keep toxic substances out of pet's reach. Thousands of claims are filed with Nationwide every year after pets get a hold of toxic substances. Prevent these occurrences by keeping dangerous items such as medications, cleaning or gardening products, alcohol, and toxic plants away from your pets. Number five is to attend training or obedience classes. Your dog doesn't have to be rowdy to attend training or obedience classes. Many dogs enjoy the challenge and the bonding time gained from attending these classes with their owners. A refresher course every couple of years is also recommended by training experts. Number six is enroll pets in pet insurance. What better way to budget for the coming year by saving money on veterinary expenses and providing for your pet optimal health care? Pet owners say that they want to be better prepared for the unexpected, so pet owners can now choose from a variety of plans that meet their needs and fit every budget. Number seven is to go on adventures with your pets. Do you have an adventurous dog breed or maybe even a curious cat? You don't necessarily have to take a road trip with your companion. A visit local pet store to check out the critters in cages and aquariums can be a whole lot of fun. Many restaurants are now offering dog-friendly seating areas, and during the off-season, more beaches are open to the dogs. Number eight is to spend more quality time with your pets. Pet owners plan on making more time for their pets to cuddle, play, and simply bond, perhaps maybe even binge-watching a favorite TV show on the couch. Studies show a little extra TLC goes a long way towards health and happiness. Number nine is to schedule a photo shoot with your pets. Photo shoots aren't just for people. You might think this is a costly resolution, but you might be surprised by how many affordable pet photographers are out there. Many even offer discounted mini sessions for you and your companion. You'll treasure the photos for a lifetime. I do have something to say about this one. Um, if you go on Instagram, TikTok, Snapchat, wherever, you are bound to find a pet video, a pet photo, and they always seem to be the ones that have the most likes. So if you're looking for a quick rise to fame, no kidding, of course, but um, if you think that your animal is worthy to show off to the public, by all means. And number 10 is to write a bucket list for senior pets. What do you think your senior pet wants to do before crossing the rainbow bridge? Bucket list might be a trendy topic, but it, you can make the last phase of your pet's life memorable by compiling and completing a list of activities that will have their tail wagging and your heart soaring. And that is the end of the article and the end of all the time I have for this episode. But tune in next time, where I have more tips, tricks, and overall just fun facts to keep your furry friends happy, healthy, and safe. Till then, back to Dr. T and your pet matters. I'm your producer, Wade Buchanan. And I will see you all in the next one.
Stay safe, everybody. That was today's segment of Producers Pet Project. Your one stop for all things pet news, recall alerts, adoption services, and more. Be sure to tune in next time. And for a more in-depth conversation, listen to Your Pet Matters with Dr. T every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. Producers Pet Project is underwritten in part by Progressive Veterinary Care. Only on 107.7 The Bronx. Hear ye, hear ye. Your Pet Matters is back to answer your pet queries. Come get free pet advice from our friend, Dr. T, only on 1077 The Bronx. Welcome to Your Pet Matters. This is some random dude that I'm talking to, Dr. <laughs> T. Tokiwa, and I'm his son, Jameson Tokiwa, and um, we're going to talk about pet safety during the winter. Take okay. it away. No, you, you take it away. What All right, are, you, what, you, what you are do part one. Things? You do you're, part you're, one. You're the guy doing the host thing, so what are you going to do? What are you going to do? So Okay. You can look at me. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. But you can look at Len. You can mm-hmm. look at me. Okay. So anyways, here we go. What are we going to talk about? We're talking about three things, right? Three things about pet safety during the winter time. And what are the three things? The three general topics. Um, basically, pets on ice, you know, like ice melting, something like that. and um, Ice melt or salt. Ice or salt, can do. something like that. And, and hypothermia. So why don't we start with the last one? What is hypothermia? It's basically like you get really, really cold and you're not properly dressed and then you end up dying. Okay, in a nutshell, yeah. So from a pet standpoint, what do you think, what, what's our body temp? What's our normal body temp? 98.1. Six. Six, sorry. But do you think pets run hotter or colder than us? I think they run a little colder than us do they I mean, oh you're definitely hotter okay definitely hotter so dogs run anywhere from 101 to about 102.5 102.8 much higher it'd be fever for you so anything below normal body temperature is called hypothermia mm-hmm. so when we take chica for a walk we're always making sure what she has a coat on because um we learned our lesson the first time i mean this is this is like i don't know during the winter time, it, we we got her during the springtime, so we didn't know how she could handle the cold, and um, so we're, we're we're walking her like you know to the bus stop, and apparently she starts shivering because she doesn't have a coat on, and we don't and we didn't have a coat first, and then we just have to use our helpful resources by using a Halloween costume. Oh yeah, we did. We used, we used her <laughs> Halloween costume. And then what do we use? Then we use this thing that hugs your pet called yeah. a thunder shirt. Yeah. They worked really well, right? Yeah. But they now we've got really like well. five coats for her, right? Yeah. One one of them spring, she doesn't like. Spring pullover hoodie. Yeah, we got the one that's with the the but hood, the, the purpley one with the, the purple hood she one. She like. doesn't like that. And we got, we got the, the red, red one, one. We got the blue one. Then we got. And then we got the slushy, the slushy one, right, for the yeah. wet. So it's all good. Yeah. So, but the most important thing those things do are do what? What do they do with her? They keep the dog warm. Yeah. So that that's the best thing you can do about hypothermia is to is to keep them warm. So you already talked about one sign that hypothermia can do. And the second sign is, well... Uh, what do you think some of the signs are? Um, <laughs> you talked about one. So, she shivered? Yeah, she okay. shivered. and. Um, so what happens if you get cold? What happens to your muscles, do you think? 
they kind of start to freeze up. I mean, you ever get that feeling where you get really cold that you that you can't really move anything or you can't feel anything? You get really yeah. stiff, right? You get and really stiff. And then when you're stiff. cold, do you, do you think you get tired or do you think you're awake when you're really cold? You're awake because um, the cold is keeping you awake. I mean, who would go to the sleep? And I mean, well, that's, why would that's you go to sleep? What happens, though, is you cold? get really tired when you get really cold. And then you can really collapse and then if you get too cold so uh, so other than just being outside in really subnormal temperatures what else could give you hypothermia we have one in our backyard if you dove in in our backyard right now it's 31 degrees out what do you think what do you think would happen if you dove in your pool in the winter time that right. would get you hypothermia definitely yeah, yeah. so so those types of things can happen do you think do you think you can die from hypothermia uh yeah so do you think pets can die from hypothermia yeah okay so what do you think the best thing to do is to prevent them from getting make sure cold? you keep your pet warm and don't let them die oh, <laughs> okay okay that's one thing down okay so the next thing we're going to talk about is the salt the salt i mean and what we're talking about salt is i don't mean that salt that's at the beach or that salt that you put on your potato chips or french fries and then stuff them in your mouth I'm not talking about that salt. We're talking about the salt that the salt trucks put on the street when right. it what, before it's about, before it's gonna snow. So do you know why they put salt out there? For some reason, the salt it melts anything really cold like snow or cold water or ice. It basically melts it literally. Okay, and so do you think? What what do you think happens? What 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 do, can the salt do to pets? I guess you know it irritates their paws because apparently pets don't have shoes except boots, but they only but like they only wear those during muddy days or when or like you know when the street is covered in snow and they're whatever. Okay, so the salt can definitely irritate your pet's feet, but what hap what else can happen? It can damage them. How can it damage them? Though what can they do? If the salt can melt ice who knows if it can melt paws oh no it won't melt paws what else do they do what does cheek do sometimes you see her doing when she her feet get irritated or something what will she do to them she will start licking which uh -huh. is really bad or scratching them okay so if if a pet eats salt what do you think happens Ooh. It's actually not okay to eat salt. Okay, I it's mean, not okay. Do you know what happens? The taste is irritating and... Right, so depending on the type of salt that's there, they can actually get irritations in their mouth. But most commonly, do you know what it causes? Choking? Vomiting. Diarrhea. Oh, man, you'll have to clean your rug if you let that happen. Well, it's not good that that happens, well, but... Well, diarrhea, oh, no. I do not want... I don't... Nobody wants to get doo-doo in their house <laughs> <laughs> but you know what happens is sometimes their 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 ion levels in their in their blood their sodium levels go down and it actually can cause seizures and they can be pretty bad in fact you oh, know man. officer um, Monty he said yeah, one, of his, one of his dogs died after ingesting salt so it can be really bad so what they've done is they've made pet friendly de-icers out there that's why it's called ice melters or de-icers so the pet friendly mm -hmm. ones um, contain urea or magnesium chloride they can still upset the stomach but but it safer. won't but it's it like it right. i mean it won't co will it cause vomiting or diarrhea 
it can cause vomiting if they eat a lot. So some dogs start will start eating and everything like that. So it's it's really important not to, to let your pets do that or use safe salt. There was one thing else that, that, that dogs in particular used to eat a lot in the past and they made a self safe version of it. Was it? It was the stuff that makes our car, it's engine coolant called antifreeze and it had a sweet taste to them. Ooh. So a lot of dogs would lap it up and they'd go into immediate kidney failure. So then they may pay pet friendly things like that. So those are the two common things that um, happen. So if something happens, so say say Chica ate something and she was poisoned or something, so what, what do you think you do? What would you do if, if you thought Chica was poisoned with something? There are like, you know, some things you can drink that like, you know, will will just will, like, you know. Okay, but what if you didn't know what she was poisoned with? Oh, uh, just, vo- just make her vomit. Well, that, that, that's one thing, but so, so what, what would you do? Though. What would you do if you're home alone and Chica ate something poison? What would you think of doing? Well, I would just get the hydrogen peroxide or whatever and oh just God. make her vomit. Smart guy, he would do that. So something, sometimes you can do that, sometimes you don't want to do that. But if I wasn't around or you didn't know what to do, what would you do? I would... What, do, what does it say? I would what call, I would call yes. a vet hospital. You would call, a call a hospital or a call... ASP... Uh, basically, I just call poison control. Poison control. Very good. So that should be a number on everyone's speed dial, is poison control. Excellent. Okay, so the third thing, in a few minutes we have, we only got a couple minutes left, is we're going to talk about, we talked about hypothermia, we talked about ice oh. melt, and the third thing we're going to talk about is, it's common that happens, if a big goofy dog, if, if Bailey was here running around the backyard and he, and he slipped on ice, what would happen? You know, you can, uh, I mean, you can get injured slipping on ice, probably yes. break a bone, I don't know. Well, worst case scenario, you could break a bone, but the most common thing is they, they rip a muscle, tendon, or ligament. Oh. And so it's very common that limping dogs come to might to practice after running around the backyard and they slip on snow, ice, or whatever. Yeah, man. So those are, those are things you have to watch out for. And if that happens, the best thing to do is, what do you do if your pet gets injured? What's, what, what should most people do? Just go to the vet hospital. There's a reason why it's called. Uh, there's a reason why it's called a hospital, dudes. If you, dudes, if you, yeah, dudes. Yeah. There's a reason why it's called a hospital. So call your veterinarian, and most likely they'll do a physical exam. And if there's not too much damage, they may need to take. They may need to take X-rays. If there's not too damage, they can prescribe some pain management. They'll prescribe rest. And what we do is we do a lot of laser therapy too. And then we also do physiotherapy if they're really injured. But you so said lasers? Do you use like, you know, lasers. real lasers? Not not killing lasers like guns, but the the therapeutic lasers work like really well. Like laser beams. Yeah, laser light. It really helps with decreasing pain Aww. and inflammation. So there you have it. We had a little chat about three things. Yeah. And uh, we'll uh, see you next time. And remember, <laughs> love your pet like they love Oh my God, he's got all my taglines. And, um... And then we have, have a good day slash night, whatever time you're watching this video. Because what, what do we have to go do now? Um, We got to take our dog. For a walk in the cold. So she's going to wear a coat. Wear a coat. And then since it's it's night when we're recording this, what are we going to do? What do we do to make sure people see her? Um, we, we put this light up collar thingy on her. And, um, Excellent. The, and um, some parts on her coat are reflective, so okay. in the light. And, and then what yeah. do we do after the walk? What do we end up we, doing? 
let her inside so she can get warm, take her coat off. I gave her some snacks and I brush her teeth and we put her stuff back on and let her out and then and then we go in the hot tub. We go in the hot tub. Because yeah. we, why do we use the hot tub? Um, because we get cold too. And we don't have fur to protect ourselves except on our head. And it limbers up our muscles. So daddy can crawl around all day with pets. That's why. Yeah. Because this old man can crawl around all day with pets. Okay. But then, but then our dog gets jealous because you're because you're dealing with other dogs and not her. For well, that's interesting. Day. But I always come back to her. Okay, okay we yeah. gotta go. Say goodbye. Uh, Say goodbye. Uh, Bye. Your pet matters with Dr. T comes to a close. Yet fret not if you missed the 10 a.m. Saturday show. Tune in Monday morning at nine, if you please and hear free advice for all your dog and cat needs. You can find past episodes on the Your Pet Matters podcast or go to 1077thebronc.com slash yourpetmatters. At last! Made for you and your pets. 1077 The Bronx is beyond compare. Your Pet Matters is underwritten by Progressive Veterinary Care.